This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Will Pelgrin. Many listeners may be familiar with Pelgrin as the longtime Chief Information Security Officer in New York State, a post he left last summer to become Chief Executive Officer of a restructured Center for Internet Security, a not-for-profit, among other things, promotes measuring the effectiveness of IT security. The revised Center of Internet Security also manages the U.S. Cyber Challenge. That's the group that sponsors competitions and camps to encourage young people to pursue an IT security career. The center also operates MS. ISAC, the Multi-State Information Sharing Analysis Center, a consortium of local and state IT security organizations that Pelgrim helped found. Welcome, Will. Hi, Eric. Thank you very much. And also, I want to congratulate you on being named one of our top 10 influencers for 2011. I was very honored, and I can't thank you enough, and I will do my best to live up to that designation. The Center for Internet Security has been around for about a decade, but in the past few months seems to be on a new mission. What is that mission, and how does the incorporation of U.S. Cyber Challenge and, and MSISAC into the center help accomplish that mission? You know, it really started uh, a number of years ago. The multi-state ISAC that you referenced in the intro is an organization that represents the states, local governments, the territories, and tribal governments, when I started that, it was very much uh, a grassroots effort. It started with a very few states as it grew, both in its membership but also in its responsibilities to really help the cybersecurity posture of the, those entities. We recognized that a different organizational structure would be more appropriate, uh, one that had the ability to be much more flexible and to move at much more laser speed to the challenges that we all face. With the, the support of everyone, I wanted to make sure we did this the right way, you know, starting with the governor of New York State, the state legislature in New York, as well as the White House, uh, Congress, and DHS in particular, all supported that idea. If you recall, both in the Center for Strategic and International Studies report to the 44th president, it recommended a non-governmental organization that was really necessary to help bridge both public and private sectors in this arena. And then subsequent to that, the 60-day review from the president also recommended that both recognized the multi-state ISAC as one of those organizations that was providing valuable services. It was really an intent to say, how do we move from this environment of a government entity still having a very governmental focus and moving into a not-for-profit. And it was critical that it would be a not-for-profit and that it would have a mission to help bridge both the gaps of the cyber, physical, as well as the private and public sector. And how does the U.S. Cyber Challenge fit into all this? But when we looked at what the, the mission should be, when you, when you think about the spectrum of what we're we're doing, you know, you had the existing Center for Internet Security, which, as you described, you know, really focused on those critical benchmarking tools to help secure our infrastructure. You look at what the multi-state was doing from everything from awareness and education to 7 by 24 monitoring of state and local governments. One of the, the obvious pieces that's missing is how do we ensure that we have a competent workforce going forward? How do we encourage taking the young individuals out there 
and building a pipeline and a path uh, from education to the workforce. When the estimates of 10,000, 30,000, whatever the number is, of needed jobs in this arena, something needed to be done to start to focus uh, on that population. So I was really pleased that Cyber Challenge, which started at the Center for Strategic and International Studies, came ultimately over to the new Center for Internet Security as I took over. So I see this as a holistic approach from beginning to end on how do we help on improving the cybersecurity posture of this country. Are there any other acquisitions on the horizon, perhaps another ISAC or something? No, you know, right now, you know, my, you know me well enough. What only thing that I'm concerned with is how do we provide a value add? How do we do this in a collaborative and cooperative manner? And how do we ensure that we are more secure today than we were yesterday? And I think from my measurement of success, that's what I constantly measure myself against. Persistent attacks with everything that's going on, looking too far down the road doesn't make a lot of sense since what was, was happening just over a year ago is, is, is dramatically different from what we're facing uh, today and how we're dealing with those. So I really look at where we can provide that value add. One of the neat things that we have done recently, and I started this in New York State, uh, but I did it as multi-state ISAC, I started a cyber threat intelligence coordinating group. And the, and the purpose behind that was how do we bridge the, the physical and cyber side together? When you look at how traditionally in the past, how we would look at a threat risk analysis to potentially a credible threat, that analysis would focus on, you know, from a physical perspective, if let's say just hypothetically a bridge was the, the, the critical infrastructure in question, that would look at the consequence of that bridge being incapacitated or destroyed. It would look at the economic uh, consequence of that, the human consequence to that, the inconvenience consequence of people having been diverted if that bridge was also impacted. But one of the things that uh, may not have been considered was what would have been the cyber effect of that if that bridge was impacted. And as we all know, in certain cases, our telecommunication systems may run underneath those bridges. I, I met with our, our New York State Police and with the local FBI. We all said, you know, we work really well together and as, as situations arise. Why don't we institutionalize this and work on a day-to-day -day basis? It started small, which is what my philosophy always is, and, and then let it build if there's a value to it. I'm really pleased to say that today we meet on a monthly basis with Department of Homeland Security at the federal level, not only at the National Cybersecurity Division, the INA Division and the S&T Division, the FBI both locally in Albany, but FBI in New York City and Buffalo and Syracuse, and, and periodically even from Washington, the FBI chimes in. We have uh, U.S. Air Force. We have U.S. Secret Service. We have Department of Justice. We have the fusion centers. We have the New York State Police, of course. We have our New York State Office of Cybersecurity, our local police departments, and Homeland Security Advisors. The concept was how do we sit down and talk, not necessarily about collaring somebody. If you can get somebody, that's great. But really talk threat analysis and, more importantly, how do you take that threat analysis and make it actionable? How do you take that information and share it with individuals that can actually mitigate or prevent a situation from occurring within their environment? Traditionally, a lot of that information stayed within those communities. It's working so well. I am so pleased that the value has been seen that right now we have FBI detail, detail to us, uh, Secret Services details, Air Force will be soon detailed, Homeland Security Advisors are looking to do that, State Police Fusion Centers detailed to us, and again, on a part-time basis. But that really built a momentum to, on a day-to-day -day activity, to start looking at this from a different perspective. Now, you were describing things happening in New York State. Is this happening in other states, too? 
the way I brought them other states in is through the Homeland Security Advisors and through them. So, no, it's not happening. You know, we're trying to build this as a template, and that's why I'm so pleased that the federal government is a part of this as a partnership with us in doing this so that it can be replicated if necessary. But more importantly, how do we ensure that it gets distributed throughout the, the country to those that want to participate. For example, with the Homeland Security Advisors on board, they're starting with all the different state Homeland Security Advisors that are part of the Cybersecurity Committee within that organization, headed up by a, an incredible individual, General Dunbar from Wisconsin. We are now branching out beyond that. We have New Jersey participating now because they heard about this and wanted to be an active participant. So this is all about inclusion, not about exclusion. I'm also bringing in the private sector. So we've met with utilities. We've met with the telecommunications. We've met with the financial sector. And that will go on an ongoing basis. I can tell you the value of it already is in one little local investigation that was occurring uh, within the law enforcement community. Because we are in this environment of sharing, they allowed us to share certain information to all our members across the country to see if they were seeing something that uh, was part of this real, again, a very small investigation that probably would have been closed out as just a local event. That was historic because of sharing outside of the law enforcement community. They trusted us not that we would not uh, interfere with their investigation and not go to certain places that could tip off the, their investigation. But what occurred because of it, we found 19 other states that saw this exact same thing going on that they would not have known necessarily other than for the fact that this was occurring. And we were able to take this and it became a much larger investigation, of course, uh, and still ongoing, but really critical from the perspective that it showed value immediately. Can you just give us some idea what this investigation was about? The investigation was very similar to a Zeus Trojan where financial dollars were being tapped and potentially shipped offshore. MSISAC recently opened a, a cybersecurity operations center near Albany, New York, and White House Cybersecurity Coordinator Howard Schmidt attended its dedication in November. Uh, first, briefly tell us about the mission of the operations center and how does that represent the evolution of cooperation between local and state government and the federal government? It's a great example of the collaboration between federal and state and local governments. The launch of it is we're unique in the country. Uh, it provides services to state, local, territorial, tribal governments. Right now, Congress saw the value of this collective view, which is, in my opinion, so much more important than the singular view, meaning that if you see something within your own little environment or large environment, you may not take note of it because it's a, a one event within your system. But when I can start to correlate that with, with multiple events from other entities, it takes on a greater significance. And then going back and look, you could find that it really was a, a bigger event. I can tell you that the value that we brought was to provide last year alone, I think we sent out 2,400 notices to all state and local governments, regardless of who is actively be monitored. The, the value of this is that we provide the outcome of all this and the outputs of all this to everyone, not only to all state governments, any local government that wants it. We post it on our website. We also send it to all the different private sectors out there by sector to the National Council of ISACs and each of the ISACs. So how do we distribute this to as, as far as wide as possible to all the the good people who need to help mitigate and protect their environments? The mission is to provide security services to those that need it. And again, it's very costly to have 7 by 24, 365 days. And it's not only, even if you have the money, to ensure the quality of those individuals at the level that you need on a constant basis, 
is a vigilance that's very daunting. We see a value that, from a cost perspective, we can do this much uh, more reasonably for a lot of entities because the scalability is so great. I was really pleased that Howard Schmidt from the White House, the, the President's Cybersecurity Advisor at the White House, came not only to, to help launch this Cybersecurity Operational Center, but Howard was the sort of the very beginning of the multi-site ISAC. Multi-site ISAC is here because of Howard Schmidt. He uh, said to me at one point, you know, do you think you could do this for all, all the states? And naively I said yes uh, when he was in his first tour of duty at the White House. So the creation and the support that we've gotten from Howard in the White House has just been tremendous. At the Department of Homeland Security, uh, Admiral Brown was here, Jenny Mena, uh, Kelvin Coleman, and others were here to help uh, kick it off. Because what it really did is show this integration between the federal and, and, and state, local, territorial, and tribal governments. When you look at what we will be doing in 2011, we will be on the Joint Operational Floor in Washington with uh, multi-state staff. Uh, we were there during CyberStorm 3. It showed an immediate, clear value by having us physically located on that. We're in the process uh, of uh, hiring somebody. Uh, we will start at a time shift, and then as the value is demonstrated, we may look to having it uh, 7 by 24 in Washington. What that does is provide a direct conduit on a minute-to-minute -minute basis, if necessary, between us and the federal government. Just huge in its relationship to what we will be offering to state and local governments as to both from an awareness of situationally where we need to be and, more importantly, what's occurring in their environment near real time. The recognition of this, even Congress was so supportive of this collective and collaborative uh, approach that they sent their wishes for a, a, a successful launch and where we were going to be in 2011 and on. I think it's a great demonstration of that uh, collaboration between the federal and state governments. A lot of work is being done by the center in these various areas. How are you being funded? Multiple uh, ways. Again, being a not-for-profit, our goal is to be sustainable. To bring value to this is to bring the, the, the dollar down. You mentioned when we were talking earlier just about the, the sort of the budgetary situation that, that government's facing generally, but it's not just government. The private sector faces that, that as well. My concept's always been how can we do this collectively, do it once but share it multiple times. We get funding from the federal government. We're very fortunate and, and very honored that they, they fund us. We get uh, funding from some states that have come to us for specific services for them in monitoring their infrastructure uh, we get some from uh, Congress, and we have gotten some from, from grants as well. So it's across-the-board uh, ability. But one of the good things about being a not-for-profit that we were not necessarily, in all cases, able to do as a government entity is apply for grants. Since we're not for government, some of those grants are limited to, to that type of organization. So now we are looking at where we can provide that. Again, the whole goal is how do we improve the cyber posture of everybody, by bringing the cost down for everybody and making this almost a no-brainer that this is the area that we need to go into. Are there any private companies contributing to, to the center? Yes, they are under Cyber Challenge. And on the website in the Cyber Challenge, uh, you'll see that some uh, companies have donated to the support of Cyber Challenge, which I think is, again, such a worthwhile activity. And it does two things. Not only uh, takes individuals that have incredible potential bring them into the pipeline, ensure that there's a, a avenue for them from even from high school through college to the workforce 
but also, and maybe even more importantly, hopefully diverting those that have an interest that may go down the wrong path, sadly, and keeping them on the path to a very productive work environment. That's Will Pelgrin, Chief Executive Officer of the Center for Internet Security. In our next podcast, I'll continue my conversation with Pelgrin, and he'll address the IT security challenges facing financially strapped cities and states. Till then, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.